Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You guys, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blinds. It is me, Troy McKeady. And Kelly Williams. And first of all, we have to thank everybody who came out to our Philly show. It was, I know that we say this every time, it kind of sounds like a cliche, but it truly was like really, really fucking fun. Yeah, and the bartender said you guys tipped really well. And then he was like, your crowd drinks a lot more than we expected. (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's like um he's like and they all tipped he said the average tip was 20 percent. so we killed it we made the bar a lot of money you guys all got wasted and people were like rowdy and loud like we liked the questions were great um we got to meet some people after and yeah it was just really cool i know we didn't go out after we haven't been going out after troy we're tired we we're old <laughs> and we're like burning out (laughs) yes we are definitely burning the candle at both ends yes um oh but also troy real quick we had our one year anniversary of beyond the blinds we celebrated our one year thank you guys so much for listening supporting um it's been a crazy year and i think it's only gonna get better we're only getting more unhinged (laughs) yeah and celebrities are only getting more on hinge which is good for us (laughs) um and we are working on some merch it should be within the next few weeks it'll be um it'll be announced but we've heard you guys and we've been trying we've just been like insanely busy (laughs) but you guys are gonna love it we've had we've come up with some really fun ideas things that i think are gonna be really really received well and very funny Yes, absolutely agree. <laughs> um, I have a crazy story to tell the Ooh, people. Tell them. Okay. So I've never, I don't think I've, so far in our recording, I've never had such hot fucking tea. Scalding hot, piping, burning. 
Okay. So while in Philly, Kelly and I were both staying at the Four Seasons downtown here. And um, the other night I went outside to smoke a cigarette. And of course I didn't have my phone. And I was like, well, I'm not going to go up 60 floors to get my phone. I'm going to be down here for like five minutes. When I'm downstairs, none other than Egot herself, Jennifer Hudson, walks out of the hotel with this like little entourage of people. And they were all very chill. Like she was just like so such a normal person. And for the she was downstairs for a really long time. And I honestly didn't know it was her because she's so normal. Like Mm -hmm. talking to people, talking to the like the uh valet people just like hanging out. So she was polite and cool. Very polite to everybody, just like talking to everyone. And I, but I still wasn't sure. I was like, God, she's acting like such a normal person. I wonder if that's really her. And then Common came out of the hotel. And you can't confuse him for anyone else. Yeah. I mean, he's got a very distinct look. He's so gorgeous. He's so handsome. He like always dressed really well. Um, so he comes out and listen, I, I'm just gonna say they were being very romantic. It was very like sweet. He was like holding the small of her back and he was like holding her shoulder and he kept walking her by her hand places. Um, and then he like went to go put her in the car and we, I, me and common made eye contact for a very long time. And I could tell he wanted me to like, kind of like freak out, you know, and that way that celebrities want you to like recognize them. And I just wasn't, I was like playing it cool. I was shockingly cool. And I just like was pretending to like look around and um, yeah, it was very romantic. But then the next day I saw that somebody online, I saw on Radar Online that somebody had reported their whereabouts to Dumois. And Dumois reported that they were like hooking up. Oh. So somebody reported that they saw them at dinner in Philly, like probably right before me and that they are maybe dating. Look at that. How crazy is that? My only crazy story is they are filming the Amazon Prime Mr. and Mrs. Smith TV show, like, on my street. Oh, cool. And this morning, I went to the gym, and as I was walking back, I noticed, like, names on trailers. And I was like, hmm, I know Donald Glover is in this show. So it has, like, like A. Smith or something. Like, just, it would be, like, T. McKeady on the right. door. Then I walk past when it says John Doe. And I was like, don't you think you should make it less obvious that that's Donald Glover's trailer? Like, just have a fake name. Have Kay Williams on the door. Literally. So um, before we were recording, I just did like another quick loop because I was like, it's either Paul Dano, who I I look like the female version of Paul Dano, (laughs) 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 which is fine. I've accepted it. Um, But I'm like, it's either Paul Dano or uh, Donald Glover. And as I was walking down, like Donald Glover walked by me in his suit with his bodyguard. And I was like, oh, he's so little. Is he teensy tiny? Yeah, because I'm 5'9 and he was probably like two inches shorter than me, which I was surprised about. He seems teensy tiny, but like really cute. He was so cute. And like he looked at me and smiled and I was like, you know that I know you, but I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, so yeah, they're filming like all week on my street and I'm like, who else can I try and run into? 
when I was in New York for Kelly's birthday, they were filming a commercial. <laughs> I was walking to her birthday party at the park, and I didn't know that I walked literally through the filming of a car commercial. And this guy, the director came out and he goes, hi, sir, excuse me. Do you think maybe that you could not walk directly through our commercial, maybe by chance? Could you go on the sidewalk? And I was like, oh, am I in a car? And I look around, and I'm like, I'm literally <laughs> on camera. Like, <laughs> like spotlights. It was wild. And just remember, guys, we have our last show in D.C. And next week, next weekend. And it's at Union Stage. So there's still tickets available. Make sure you come. It's fun. Please come. Please come to our live show. It's very, very fun. Everybody that comes doesn't regret it. <laughs> Maybe a few. <laughs> <laughs> and before we get into everything, Troy is the master of this subject, but I have to say it. Everything from here on out is alleged. So we are going to be having a conversation today that we did have during one of our live shows in L.A. And we always say during our live shows that they're kind of like a little like trailer for uh, like a full episode. And we're talking about Scientology today. And if you can believe it, we actually talked about Scientology in L.A. in front of a live audience, like truly one of the most death defying stunts that we've ever pulled off. Absolutely. Um, but and ironically, we did have a girl in the audience who was like, we were talking about how Scientology has like a TV channel. And she's like, Yeah, I get it. She's like, I subscribe to it. And the whole audience was like, they all got real got really nervous. We were like, why do you subscribe to it, girl? How's come? <laughs> yeah, she was like, I swear I'm not a Scientologist. I promise, I promise. And we were like, that sounds like something a Scientologist would say. Yeah. <laughs> but she's probably listening. We know you're not a Scientologist. It was just very funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. It was a great bit. Um, But yeah, I guess, do you have any, like, from the last time we spoke about it, do you have any, like, thoughts or whatever about this church in general? Like, what's going on with it now? You know, I think we had a good question at the Philly show where somebody asked if they will ever, like, have their day, Scientologists, like, really have their day. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it will. I think people still kind of look at it as like, oh, my God, that's a cult. Oh, my God, that's so bad. Mm -hmm. But like Tom Cruise just had a billion dollar movie. Yeah. So I don't know if it'll ever really have its like day, so to speak. But I really hope it does because they're so abusive and terrible. I don't think people yeah. get how abusive Scientology is. Yeah, I don't think they get it either. And I don't think many people know that they're able to, that they're tax exempt and they're, you know, they wiggled their way into be, to being seen publicly as a church, mm -hmm. but it's like not a church. No. And say if you and I were a Scientologist and we made someone mad, they could just come up and slap you across the face. Yeah. Like that's, that's insane. And people get sent to work camps mm -hmm. to like work off their time. But again, people are just like, oh, Scientologists are crazy. I'm like, no, you don't get like how crazy Scientology is. Yeah, I'll never. For I mean, there's obviously so many crazy stories. If you watched um, Go Going Clear or um, uh, Leah Remini's show or like her book or anything. But I'll never forget one specifically. Uh, one of the people in Going Clear talking about when they worked at Sea Org. Yeah. Um, and they had this person. Ugh, it's like giving me anxiety thinking about it, but they had the person crawl through like this mile long um, grill 
and they had to go inside this like like industrial grill and scoop fat and shit out of it like inside it oh like that gives me so much anxiety yeah there are people who just have it's literally like handmaid's tailor hole like yeah they're just digging holes in the middle of a field just because they like looked at someone wrong and and they also don't believe in like when babies cry you don't hold them Mm -hmm. ever and say if you suffer from anxiety bipolar anything you're not supposed to take medication yeah and yeah it's just it's so insane because again i feel like people are just like oh scientology yeah and i i think the excommunication stuff is like really really bad how they all you know you're they're allowed to be like well listen i think that your mom is suppressive she displays suppressive thoughts and I think that you should cut her off and you just have to cut your mom off for the rest of your life. And I think one of the craziest things from Leah Remini's show that I can remember, obviously there was a ton of stuff, but somebody left Scientology and then Scientologists bought a house in the neighborhood, like very close and put up um, like birdhouses and stuff with cameras to spy or like in the front window, you noticed a little decoration was actually a camera. Eek, could you imagine? And they'll also make websites for you. So if you leave the church, they'll just start making websites about you being a pedophile and, and a thief and, you know, help you can't be trusted and you're on the run from the police and they will make up all this stuff. Um, They'll like put up websites saying that you're like a registered sex offender yeah. so that you can't move. I mean, it's like crazy. So hopefully none of that happens to us i was gonna say troy do you have any like more thoughts other than what i said or um yeah i guess i was thinking about that question that somebody asked at the show like if they'll ever have their day and i i think my answer at the live show was like at this point beyond like going clear and leah it's like i don't know how much more like exposed they could be like you know, the the information is, like, right there if people want to know how bad they really are. And I don't know. I think it's, like, it still feels like a weird, like, niche topic. It's almost like folklore in a way. Yeah. And I think people feel overwhelmed by what it even looks like to, like, take the church down. Like, how do you do that? Um, I don't even know the answer to that. I don't know what that looks like. I think the police would have to get involved, but they're protected by being a church. And the other other thing is they have so much money. Like, mm-hmm. say, if you and I signed up, we would have to give them all of our savings. Yeah, you just give and give and give, and they come up with random reasons why you got to give more. And, oh, you forgot this $300 book, and it's attached to this $3,000 set, and you can't do the set, or you can't do the book without the set. Like, there's always some reason to give more money. Yeah. On top of the fact that these people, I think at the root of it, the auditing is like their key yes because they audit people which is basically locking somebody in a room and having them tell you the deepest worst secrets that they have and they keep these binders of all of every person in the church full of their secrets so when you do leave and they expose you like they're exposing the worst things that you've ever thought to the world and if you're a famous person you know that's really bad (laughs) Yeah, 100% for sure. Um, 
Are you ready to get into it? I'm like nervous now that we just did that. <laughs> I mean, there are like the three horsemen of Scientology, I guess. Yes. The three horsemen. That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to call them. That's the best way to describe it. It's uh, what Tom Cruise, Kirstie Alley and John Travolta. Yeah. So those are the three that we're going to focus on. But there are a lot more celebrities and... Troy and I also talked about this at the Philly show, but I think Will and Jada have tried to say that they're not, that they were just like interested in it. Mm-hmm. But the way Will walked up and slapped Chris Rock in my head immediately. I was like, that's Scientology. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's their guerrilla warfare tactics. <laughs> it's like, you disrespect me. I'm going to slap the shit out of you. Yeah. Yeah. And some of these, I mean, all of their blinds are so crazy, but the, you guys will learn that the Kiersey Alley and like John Travolta relationship is like so much more odd than you ever could have thought. Like it it goes so beyond what you think her being like, he's my crush. It's weirder than that. Who would have thought, look who's talking now would turn into that. I know. (laughs) Oh, and that's like one of my favorite movies ever. It's like hard to watch now. Now, before we get into Tom, Troy, I need you to talk about <laughs> hide and seek at Tom Cruise's house. <laughs> so one of my favorite parts of Leah Remini's book, it is the part of the book that literally I might get it, the scroll tattooed on my body. I'm not kidding. <laughs> There's this part of the book where Leah talks about her invite to Tom's house, which is huge. You know, being invited to Tom, he's like the leader of the church. And um when she got there like will and jada were there and tom like really intensely wanted to play hide and seek and and will was just like so all about it he was like let's do it let's play hide and seek and they just started hiding and leah was like well i don't want to like me as an adult i don't want to play hide and seek i'd rather just sit here and tom was like very angry that leah didn't want to play so she ended up playing and I guess Tom does this with people when they come to his house where it's like hide and seek that turns into like a sexual thing. So you like, quote, find Tom. Uh, and then when you find him, he's, I'll say ready. <laughs> In compromising positions. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's um, full staff. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it, but... <laughs> That's wild. That is wild and scary to me. (laughs) That's terrifying. Like, not only are you locked in a home with Tom Cruise, (laughs) you find him naked in random spots. Yeah, like any door you open, he could be in there waiting. You open the fridge, he's in there. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, like clapping and like like laughing really hard. (laughs) I am so shocked that he has made a comeback, to be honest. I know. But, you know, he did it in the smartest way possible, which is, like, nostalgia. Oh, that's such a good book. Yeah. Because he's been in movies. Like, he's been, he was in Jack Reacher, and, like, he's done films. They haven't done really well. But then it's, like, you take Top Top Gun, which people have such an attachment to, you know. And you put smart. Miles Teller in it. He knew what he was also doing. like an asshole, guys. Mm-hmm. Just Google it. Like, you can look up Miles Teller asshole. There's a whole article written about how difficult he was. Um, And he also, like, has been punched in the face by a wedding planner in Hawaii because he refused to pay the bill. And I think he also punched someone 
you know, celebrities need to stop going to Hawaii. I know. Stay away from Hawaii, all of you. That's our vacation place. (laughs) So we start in 2004. Could it be that one of the men mentioned in this very column has been a bit less than discreet when it comes to satiating his sexual appetite? So says our sources who tell us that when our cover boy needs to let off some steam, he heads to one of Hollywood's more popular steam rooms, the one at the Hollywood Spa. The spa is better known for its private dressing rooms where people tend to undress very quickly. I'm told that our boy has a penchant for keeping his room open and he's disappointed if there are fewer than three others involved. And that is when Tom Cruise produced The Others and was a cover boy for the new issue of Vanity Fair. The Others was one of the like crazy thriller movies I like. The Others is one of my all-time favorite movies. I love that movie so much. Oh, my God. So good. And one thing I did, I guess, so we talked about this at our live show, and um, I think that Tom Cruise's origin story is, like, one of the craziest in Hollywood history. Yes. Tell them. You know, the fact that people don't talk about this is nuts to me, but there is this, like, very infamous photo of Tom Cruise as a teenager i want to say he's 18 but honestly i don't know i think the photo is from like the late 70s where he's like basically naked and so tom was actually photographed by none other than bob villard as a young person and we all know who bob villard is if you've listened to our leo episode or the childhood um the bermuda triangle one yes Mm -hmm. terrible 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 guy um And this photo is like really suggestive of Tom. And for somehow it got sold somehow in quotes, it got sold to all these like gay porn advertisers. So this picture was in the back of all these magazines is like, you know, buy this gay porn, whatever. And that was Tom's break. Like that photo was his big break. So that photo was seen by David Geffen. David Geffen was the one that got Tom involved in, uh, risky business and the rest is history and like in his first like in his debut like in the first film he's ever featured in he's just like a hunk wearing literal booty shorts that are like these tiny little cut off denim shorts and a crop top and he's like there to be like ogled at and then of course he did like a whole photo shoot with bob villard again like his origin story is extremely seedy okay and he's spent a lot of money trying to get that photo scrubbed off the internet and it's like really hard to find but not for me (laughs) i was gonna say troy do you have it of course i do (laughs) because i know it's so rare when i found it on google i was like bitch screenshot so it'll be on our instagram yes (laughs) (laughs) so we jumped to 2005 which top leading man interviewed three different starlets for the job of girlfriend slash future wife before picking his new beloved? <laughs> Mark my words, they'll have a baby, said our source. Maybe he or she will conceive in a petri dish, but they will procreate. So the top leading man, of course, being Tom, the new beloved being Katie Holmes. And the starlets in question were Jennifer Garner, Jessica Alba, and Kate Bosworth. Can I say, I think out of those three, like, maybes, Kate Bosworth would have been perfect. I thought the exact same thing. 
she is very much someone you can put next to anybody and you're like oh they look cute mm-hmm. i love and, like bosworth i know and she's like gorgeous and you know she has that would have been color eyes oh i know i forgot about that yeah i could have seen it which leading man landed his fiance by giving her a five-year contract for 10 million dollars now She's giving an Oscar-worthy performance acting as if she's really in love with him. Tom and Katie. One thing I remember very vividly about their relationship, this must have been on Us Weekly or In Touch, but she had all these blisters around her lips and they were saying it was because his stubble was like just rubbing her like raw from making out so much. Obviously, I don't know what the truth is, but I do remember that like very vividly. (laughs) that's such a like tom and katie article they're kissing so much (laughs) they can't stop making out that's silly (laughs) i would jump to 2007 which two former a-list actors have not spoken to each other in months because of a power struggle in an organization of which they're both members and that's tom and john travolta and I would imagine that would be pretty, you know, I, I bet John is like, why am I not the leader of the church like Tom? I was going to say, who do you think is overall like more famous? More famous? Because oh, I would assume so that like has something to do with. Yeah. Oh, that's, a, they're, they're, they're so similar. I think, I would say that Tom is more famous. I guess, like, for me, I'm more of, like, a John Travolta. I've seen more movies because I'm not, like, an action movie person. Right. But you're probably right. I think Tom... I don't know. That's that's really hard. But I do know it has a lot to do with, like, the donations, too. Like, Tom has... It's, like, the more you donate, the, the higher rank you are. And Tom's donations are so astronomical and ridiculous. Yeah. Absurd. Because I was going to say, even like John's now passed away wife, Kelly Preston, mm-hmm. like she was a part of the church too. So he had right. his whole family involved, whereas yeah, Tom's people, like partners never were. I also think John has allegedly tried to like leave. Oh. Uh, John Travolta has some shit going on. We'll get into it. We will. Now we're in 2009, and this is a Ted blind, so you know it's going to be a tongue twister. Hard Nipple Nick is the hardest star, both Bodwise and at the box office. His wife's figure and professional going-ons aren't too shabby either, as both Mr. and Mrs. Nick enjoy fame and fortune regularly on the big screen, though his paychecks dwarf hers big time. Yep. Everything's pretty cozy, Chez Nick, even the bisexual couple's agreement to have lovers outside the marriage. Instead of his and her towels, they have his and hers sex partners. And you guessed it, there's a girl for Mrs. Nick and a boy for Mr. Nick. And like the smart have-it-all couple they are, the Nicks chose other famous people to be their closeted lovers. Too crafty. Only problem being... Hard Nipple's boyfriend is married to an established actress who's growing. Quote, he's starting to go out and fly with him everywhere. A good friend of Nick's told yours truly about Hard Nipple taking the BF a few too many places as of late. They're turning up everywhere together. 
and the boyfriend's wife is getting really pissed about it. It's going too far. It's only a matter of time before she spills. Guess all those pricey little gifties to the wife for bar borrowing her hubby aren't as attractive as they once were. Must say, I'm a tad surprised to hear this latest development. As hard nipples always been one of the best in the biz about keeping his preferred love life on the down low. And now that it's high flying, guess a tabloid revelation is only seconds away from takeoff. And apparently Tom and Katie were hooking up with Will and Jada or, or just Will. Jada wasn't about it. That was so silly when Jada tried to say that. Um, when she was like, I've studied religions. She's like, I've studied Kabbalah. I've studied Buddhism. I've studied Hindu. I've studied religion in general. Like, girl, nobody, nobody like studies Scientology. You know what I mean? No. We like gawk at it and be like, what the fuck is that? Right. Because it's like comic books. <laughs> it's literally comic books. Like, what do you mean you studied it? And also like, their church everybody knows that their church remember when they built that school oh yeah i forgot they did that and then like when it was like when people looked into what they were teaching the kids it was scientology stuff and that's that's will and jada not katie and tom yeah mm -hmm. the lies <laughs> <laughs> all the talk this week will be about goat and pillow but as they weren't married, this is just a breakup and div division of assets, both live and inanimate. Far more complex and interesting is the ongoing saga of Chip and Grin, who are now living completely apart with a new agreement signed and sealed. She is the kids full time, which was a major triumph for her. Where did she get so much leverage? She found out that her marriage wasn't e was her marriage wasn't valid in the U.S. and that Grin is planning on abetting a criminal pal and alleged lover of his out of the country and into a private love shack. So Chip being Tom, of course, Gran, of course, being Katie, and the criminal pal slash lover, David Miskovich. And he, which is, he's the current head of Scientology. And you know, no one knows where his wife is, right? Where's Shelly? Where's Shelly? And that's the tea. That's what people say is that Tom and David are just lovers. And that's why David is so clearly fucking obsessed with him. A hundred percent. That makes so much sense. Yeah, it's like, it's so clear. And only a man who hates gay people could be so obsessed with revolving their whole church around hating queer people. Do you know what I mean? For or sure. Or only a, a, a closeted person who has, like, issues. Doth protest too much. Exactly. Now we're in 2010. Chip and Grin, an actress and actor couple, have been arguing a lot in the past week or so. She is only ob obligated to make public appearances with him approximately once per month for a, quote, date night, plus once per month for a, quote, family photo, and is annoyed that he's asking more of her. Since she agreed to attend a movie premiere with him this month, she's totally balking at attending an award show together in the near future. By the way, if she looks healthier and happier lately, it's because she is. She's not afraid of him anymore. She can see the light at the end of the tunnel and is determined to come out of this divorce on top. One other thing with Scientology, I remember this was a big deal when Katie was giving birth to Surrey. It's supposed to be completely silent. Right. You're not supposed to yell in pain. Like, the woman isn't supposed to make any noise. Yeah. Insane. Like, that's fucking psychotic. While your body's being split in half. And I also just wanted to say real quick about Katie. So... 
one of the people always ask like why katie's divorce felt so different than nicole Mm -hmm. and it's because katie's father was this really high-powered attorney in cincinnati ohio and going into that marriage he already had like typed up like like he based she went into that marriage ready for the divorce like she knew she had all of her shit together and her dad allegedly there were like the prenup was so wild that it was boxes of documents it was several boxes of paperwork was their prenup and their dad had her i mean her dad had his shit like together he was like when when you leave this man like you're gonna be good so he got her out of that marriage pretty much clean slate and tom wasn't able to really like get in front of it like she really pulled the rug from under him because of her dad good for mr holmes yeah i know it's iconic i'm waiting for that movie Quick question. Ryan Murphy's going to direct it. You know it. <laughs> yeah. Does Tom see Surrey at all? No, right? No. Okay. She's suppressive. I honestly want to run into Surrey Cruz in New York more than anything on this planet. Oh, my God. You'll hear those little heels clinking. She, like, <laughs> still wears those, like, like little mermaid heels. Her kitten heels? Yeah. <laughs> She's, like, 17. Uh... <laughs> We're so old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this very famous film star looks happy, happy lately. Well, we know what's what's putting that grin on his face. He's really enjoying his newest project. What he is enjoying most about it is the outstanding chemistry that he has with his younger co-star. It's the kind of special relationship that makes them want to spend lots of quality time alone together in trailers and hotel rooms. His wife knows about it, but they have been living separate lives for months now. She doesn't really care. Any bad behavior on his part simply provides her with another chip in her pocket in case anything goes awry with their impending divorce. So that's Tom and Jeremy Renner (laughs) and Katie not caring that they're allegedly hooking up in hotels. Yeah, so Jeremy Renner's blind item life is that he's gay. Yeah. This actress, who worked much more several years ago than she does now, has found the perfect way to annoy her controlling husband. He always insists that she not step foot out of the house unless she was looking her best, full hair, makeup, clothes, because she was, quote, a reflection of his image. But now that they have quietly separated, she consistently walks out of the house in casual clothes, in messy hair, and no makeup, even when her destination isn't the gym. Of course, the paparazzi are there, just waiting to snap her photo. Her publicist called and said, quote, do you realize how much you're pissing him off when you do that? And she replied, absolutely, and giggled. Sounds like it's her little way of reclaiming her life. That's Katie Holmes. Jeez. So dark. I know. We're now in 2013. So how much did she get paid to be his wife? How much will she be getting in the divorce? We know that many sources have reported that her contract stipulated for her to be paid X per year of marriage. But the formula is actually more complicated than that. The main calculation is actually based on a number of variables. It looks something like this. Number of years married times annual salary plus a five-year bonus plus a childbearing bonus. Any contract violations equal net payout. As it stands now, she has earned a payout of approximately $44 million. We expect that he will contend that there were multiple contract violations, including her failure to meet certain religious, religious, educational, and promotional requirements. So the final number will be likely 
reduced by those penalty amounts. Even given the penalties, the net cash payout should total north of 40 million. Here are a few interesting details. Having another child during their marriage, this is wild, would have earned her another 10 million. She would have faced substantial financial penalties if the marriage had not lasted five years. There would have been a much bigger bonus if her if she had lasted past 10 years, keep in mind that this is just the cash portion of the agreement. The division of the assets will also include battles over substantial real estate, automotive, and aviation holdings. All told, the five-year marriage will probably result in the wife receiving close to $100 million in cash and physical assets. And then there's an update. Just wanted to clarify that some of the, the monies discussed were already paid out over the course of the marriage. We don't know how much of a balance remains. So it, it isn't like a one-time thing. And then it says Katie Holmes' dad is her lawyer. So I guess that would be the boxes of prenup. That's so like, it's so crazy. Because in my head, I'm like, of course I'd marry someone for $10 million. Mm-hmm. But to marry someone like Tom Cruise... I mean, yeah. Katie's still being stalked every day, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there was a long period of time where she was like, she knew that there were like armed men following her around New York and stuff with her kid, you know? And she also gave up her career. I mean, financially, it's like great, but. That's true. She gave up acting for him and nobody yeah. is eager to cast Katie Holmes in anything. So the next one is a longer one, and we heard your pleas. Finally, we have added names into long, <laughs> into long um, blind items. Little Man One, David Miscavige, set up an elaborate production that was supposed to be fronted by Little Man Two, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise lost control of his personal life, so David approached a very controlling actress, Kelly Preston. Would she be interested in stepping up? This presented a dilemma for Kelly. She had originally been lobbying for her husband to take over Tom Cruise's role, but John Travolta was not exactly leadership material right now. So Kelly is seriously considering taking on the responsibility herself. While she doesn't have nearly the star power or reach of Tom or her husband, John, She rather likes to prospect for being in a position of power greater than both Tom and John. This will not end well. Okay, Kelly Preston. Yeah, that's interesting. Wow. And then we jump to 2014. There was this period of several weeks where I had to be home at a certain time and ready to go out. Not for a red carpet, but to go exercise with him in public every day. He had made arrangements with some photographers to capture us being together and he would try to hold my hand while jogging. It was all ridiculous. He would look at what I was going to wear, and it had to match what he was wearing. Not identically, but in style. If he was wearing a worn-out pair of shorts, and I was supposed to also look like I was wearing things that I had had for years, he would spend hours obsessing over each of those details. Should I wear headphones? Should he? Should we wear the same ones? What color? There was a very long three weeks. Hours and hours preparing for two-minute jogs around the block and then to the to the back of the building and up just and up just so that it would look like we had the perfect marriage. Outtake of an interview, this former B plus list mostly movie actress and now C plus list actress with name eight with A plus late with A plus name recognition gave about her ex-husband. I loved those pictures though. <laughs> As you were reading that. 
I was thinking like Tom is the original Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. The more sinister Kanye. <laughs> like the way more sinister. Like <laughs> yeah. I am not trying to say Kanye West is anything Tom Cruise level. Right. But, I get like, what you mean. Wanting to match and, yeah. and all of that. I love those those workout pics because they're so obvious. Like, they're so heavy-handed. We're now in 2015. What B-list singer and celebrity Spawn is laughing off the report that she helped reunite the A-list actor with his kid? She wiped her hands clean of the actor in the slimy sect his family belongs to years ago, and she's never forgiven him and his best friend for ruining some of her marriages and trying to split up her own family. So that's Lisa Marie Presley um, with Tom Cruise and Surrey. And apparently there were uh, reports that Lisa Marie was trying to help Tom Cruise flee Scientology. So, of course, the sect being Scientology and then um, his friend, David Miscavige. Lisa Marie Presley must have more stories than like. Oh, my God. Anyone. Literally anybody, like any person in Hollywood. One of my favorite blind items that we've ever read is her being a ghostwriter for like Beyonce, Justin Timberlake, Taylor Swift. I Mm -hmm. love that. I I believe it. I believe it too, because she like doesn't, she's so validated. She doesn't need like the recognition or anything. Like she's Lisa Marie Presley. She just like enjoys writing music. Yeah. God, I would love to pick her brain. Holy shit. That's like, I want to, somebody asked us if we could know anything about um a celebrity who would it be and i think she's like the new answer yeah i said paris hilton originally but i go lisa marie yeah i would love to know what's in her brain this has been coming from her side rather than his because nothing ever comes from his a plus list side she a b plus list former mostly television actress from a hit cable show turned movie actress is being groomed to be the next mrs Oh, God. He likes her, and they get along, and she fulfills most items on his checklist. And that's Tom and Elizabeth Moss. I hang my head. (laughs) Can we talk about Elizabeth just a little bit? We can talk about my favorite Scientologist, sure. (laughs) My favorite Scientologist left the church recently, Lara Prepon. Oh, yeah. I forgot that she left. Um... But yeah, Elizabeth Moss, it's really interesting because I feel like she always takes these roles that are about women who are being like pushed down and can't, yeah. you know? Yeah. And she's in Scientology. And she's such a believable actress, like with that, with those roles, was like empowering, you know, like Rosie the Riveter kind of gal shit. And it's just crazy. Like, how can you star in Handmaid's Tale and, like, sympathize, but then know that there's, like, kids being sent to Sea Org? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. She, I have a difficult relationship with her because of that. Me too. She really is my favorite. Well, her and Juliette Lewis are my favorite Scientologists. I love Juliette Lewis. (laughs) You're a Juliette Lewis kind of fan, I can tell. Oh, I'm... The way when my eyes close when I bring somebody out, like you know, it's deep. I know. I think Lara would probably be mine. I love Donna from that. Yeah, she was. Yeah, and of course, Orange is the New Black. Yeah. So now we're in 2016. 
This A-list actress once drew her then A-list actor hubby away from a powerful organization. At first, she, be she begrudgingly accepted his allegiance to it for the sake of their relationship and the love they shared. But over time, she just saw how harmful it was. She adamantly refused to renounce her own beliefs, nor regularly partake, often secretly taking their children together to Catholic Mass. She felt they were anti-intellectual and harmful, says one source who claims the actress is amongst the smartest people she's ever met. Every time I saw her, it was obvious that she didn't want to be there, and I felt her hostility. Her fervent opposition to it eventually led him to stop attending the services and drastically scaling down his involvement. The powerful organization reluctantly accepted this on one condition. No public proclamation was to be released against them by either case, or there would be a public repercussion for them both. For several years, there was no issue or clashing between the organization and the actors, until the actress was caught attending a religious ceremony with their children and him. He was practicing the actress's religion and allegedly in the midst of converting. As soon as the powerful organization discovered this, the hierarchy decided that all attention and effort would be to focus on splitting the couple up and the false rumors of an affair on her part eventually succeeded in achieving it. Our actor now has no life of his own that isn't controlled or picked for him. I doubt there's even a human being behind that facade anymore, says one of my sources on this, who's a former member of the powerful organization. If there is, it certainly misses and longs for the wife. And that is when Tom was with Nicole. And I actually feel for Nicole that like the other two kids won't speak to her. Yeah, I know. It's so crazy too, because it's like so public that they won't like, they're very like, no, she's, she's suppressive. Yeah. That was another thing that Leah Remini said, like, was a big no-no, where they, she asked them about Nicole, and they were like, oh, no, she's suppressive. And she was like, well, who the fuck do you think you are? You guys are kids. Like, shut the fuck up. That's your mom. Like. <laughs> I cannot picture Leah Remini. Like, just, I, I think she was born into it, right? Or, like, yeah, her mom she got was. into So she got into it really young, but I can't picture her being like, okay. Yeah, I know. And I love her perspective because she's so um she's so fair about it. Like she'll even say, mm -hmm. like, there were things that I learned as a kid being talked to like an adult that really helped with like my acting, my communication, like remembering lines. Like she says that she's a good actor because of what she was taught as at as a kid in Scientology. And I love her like take on that, you know? Yeah. Uh, this A-lister made his career on being an approachable everyman, but over the last decade, he has completely changed, and it's terrifying to those close to him. He has this overbearing handler that advises him on all aspects of his life. You're not even allowed to talk to him until the handler grants permission. He surrounded himself with sycophants, but secretly, they're all creeped out by his relationship with the handler. It's like something out of a cult. There will be books written about this after his death. He's also known to have corridors cleared upon his arrival not a soul allowed and that's of course tom and david and this is the final tom blind before we get into good old johnny travolta <laughs> so this is from 2020 apparently this permanent a-list mostly movie actor who's an oscar nominee slash winner has a staff of 20 and doesn't even have to pay their salaries 
And that is when Tom goes on the Sea Org. Sea Org seems really scary. Just to be clear, this isn't all Tom Cruise's blind items. We will do like a Tom episode. This is specifically a Scientology blind items. Yeah. As you could imagine, Tom has many, many blind items. The Sea Org does seem like the like sickest thing I can mm-hmm. think of. Mm-hmm. Literally being out on a ship, not able to escape. I mean, you already can't escape, but like the thought of just like being out in the ocean. And they throw people overboard too. I was going to say, I-, I would be thrown overboard immediately. They'd be like, there's no fix in this one. Yeah, if they see if you're out at sea and they think that you're suppressive, bitch, they're throwing you off the fucking boat to drown. That is cr- kids. That is crazy. It's sick. I know. It's like you can't believe it's real. Again, I feel like when people think of Scientology, it's almost like a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah. Like going clear is like a fictional movie. It's like, no, baby, that's real. Yeah. <laughs> I- um, so now we're going to be talking about John Travolta. Um, and John is like, John makes me more sad than anything. I think that when it comes to Tom, the church knew to like take advantage of his ego. Oh, okay. You know, and they like make up awards and shit for him. And like they, they've manipulated him just simply based on his ego. But when it comes to John... It feels a little more sinister to me because I feel like, first of all, it's become public that John has tried to leave this church a few times. And when he does, they will, you know, punish him by releasing shit about his like boyfriends or whatever, alleged boyfriends. And he's a piece of shit, obviously. He's like a predator. But I think that him being in the church is like completely based on like blackmail. And they got him really like right out of the gate. Yeah. Like, as soon as he became famous, like, really famous, they were like, okay, you're ours now. Um, Speaking of John being a predator, <laughs> we do have to talk about these, these uh, groping massages that he became known for for a while. Wild. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So if you guys don't remember, John Travolta was, like, under investigation for a while because so many, like, uh, spa employees had said that John would come in for these massages and he would, like, get handsy or he would, like, grope them or, like, rip his towel off in inappropriate ways. Like, he was, like, a creep. And that, I mean, John Travolta's blind item life is that he was... The horniest fucking horny, hornball, horny man that has ever existed. Just a fucking machine. Fucked everything that walked by. And, like, that was his life in the 70s. And that he was, like, head over heels, madly in love with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, my God. Like, deeply, truly, passionately in love with Sylvester Stallone while they filmed together. And that Sylvester used to tell him, like, you're too fucking gay. Like... You're just too gay and you have to tone it down. But people that have worked with them said, like, you knew not to go to John or or Sylvester Sloan's trailer when they were working together because they would just fuck constantly and they would fuck people that worked on set. So, like, craft services guys and 
assistants and any cute boy that was on set, like they were fucking him together. Allegedly. Yeah. Like John's like a sexual deviant. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what to say. I'm so shocked about Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Look up like pictures and interviews of Sylvester and John in the 70s. They're like, they look like they're dating. They were, John was obsessed with him. Publicly obsessed with him. Yeah. Wow. Um, And you'll also find a lot in John's blinds that uh, financially he has a lot of weird shit going on with the church. Whether it's like money being hidden and tax shit happening and all kinds of illegal money being hidden in the church. Well, it kind of makes you wonder. He has two full-size jets at his home. Mm-hmm. That is not a cheap thing. That's so crazy. He's two full-ass jets. Two. Not one. Wild. If only, like, my flights would never be delayed. I know. Could you imagine? <laughs> Being like, I don't feel like getting in the jet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So we start off in 2009. This actor has been under a lot of scrutiny about his sexuality. While he has been keeping a very low public profile, he isn't exactly sitting at home with the wife and kids night after night. In fact, he recently made an appearance at a WeHo gay bar with some male friends. They were swigging down drinks and cracking jokes about a certain organization to which he belongs to. No, the organization is not the hair club for men. And, of course, the organization is Scientology. WeHo, my God, the things that happen there. I know. I say that almost every episode at this point. I know. We jump to 2011. This actor and actress couple is about to hit another bump. The producers of an upcoming film in which the couple stars have had a change of heart. They want to replace the wife with another actress who we agree would be a much better role. The replacement has been personally and professionally involved with the couple in the past and is one of the few people who knows all the dirty details about the couple's marriage. There are an awful lot of secrets that are that all three of these people could use against each other if they wanted. So if somebody's toes get stepped on, it will be interesting to see who starts talking first. So the husband being John, the wife, of course, being Kelly. This is interesting. The replacement being Kirstie Alley. And this is when they were filming Gotti, which I feel like was one of the most dramatic casting, like castings of a film publicly ever. And it was terrible. It was a horrible movie. They were lucky to not get Lindsay. You know who produced it, right? Who was it again? Randall Emmett. Randall, of course. And if you guys don't know who that is, that is Lala's Kent from Vanderpump Rules, now ex-fiance. Of course Randall produced it. That movie was was horrible. There was a big article about Randall recently about how much money he's, like, stolen from people. Really? And, like, all this stuff's gonna come out about him, like, sexually harassing people, and it'll be interesting. I mean, we were all waiting for that. Come on. (laughs) We're now in 2012. I guess this woman is still an actress, but she's not been in anything forever. She makes her living these days by living off her past fame in recent reality performances. Back in the day, she was a solid B-lister. Anyway, 
She has trouble getting dates, so she and her A-list married movie actor friend have a little deal. When he finds someone for himself, he tries to find someone who enjoys men and women. She beards for the actor and gets to have some fun on the side. The bonus is the A-list actor does all the paying. It seems no one is willing to be with our aging actress for free. And that's Kirstie Alley double dating with John Travolta. And I guess Kirstie doesn't have her own section. Her blinds are like wrapped up in John's. Yes. It's like they are one person. I It makes me so sad because I used to love her so much. Oh, she was one of my straight crushes. Like I really truthfully as a, as a young person was like, do I also like women? We gotta figure this out. You're like, no, I just want to be like her. Yeah, I wanted to be her. Her voice, her hair. And she was so funny. She was hysterical of physical comedy queen, could deliver funny li- Like, her in the first look who's talking is like, honestly, I can't even, I can't even think about it. <laughs> You'll get a single tear down your cheek. Literally. <laughs> um. So this next blind kind of, um, I guess, touches on what I was saying before about John in his early days. It's called the Velvet Mafia. <laughs> The Velvet Mafia, the gay Hollywood power players, passed this former actor around early in his career. He became very famous when he had lapses in his career, and he would always return to them. In general, he likes to be submissive when it comes to men. But when it came to women, and yes, there have been a few, he is definitely dominant. Sometimes people wonder how it is possible that no photos or videos of him with other men exist. Oh, they exist. In fact, there are lots of them, and many of them are already in the hands of the tabloids. But the actor has a deal with the tabloids. He feeds them dirt on other celebrities, and in exchange, they can write whatever they want about him. And he won't sue, as long as they don't publish the pics or the videos. So all of you Hollywood hotshots, the next time you're wigging out because the tabloids are spilling the most personal and intimate details of your private life, you might want to take a look at the very famous actor sitting next to you, because there's a good chance that he's the one who sold you out. I believe that. My first thought when we read this blind back in L.A., still to this day, I've always heard that TMZ has like this vault, whether Mm -hmm. it's a real vault, whether it's you know, just a word they're using. But I have heard John Travolta has a lot of things in the TMZ vault that if TMZ wanted to, they could release it. I 100% agree with that, especially with John, because so many people in his his life have talked, like his ex-boyfriends have talked about like, like one of his ex-boyfriends did, um, I think if you just Google John Travolta ex-boyfriend, he did a Inquirer interview where he provided 40 years of pictures of them together vacationing in hotels together. And he told like all these crazy details about their sex life and that, yeah, John was like an, an, uh, he was like a sex addict and he literally could not stop having sex like morning, noon and night. Now, do you think, cause like his tabloid life to me is very much about his hair. Mm -hmm. Do you think his team kind of pushed that? to the forefront so no one would think to look any deeper yeah i think that they push like silly things about him in the press so that people don't look at yeah like you said any deeper into this kind of stuff because the hair thing is so silly 
Like, clearly he has hair plugs. Yeah, and he wears wigs. Like, we all know. He goes yeah. from slick bald to having hair cascading down his neck the next day. We know it's fake. It's like, who cares anymore? This B-list mostly TV actress is one step away from leaving her controversial sect because she got a TV sitcom gig sitcom gig that will earn her a lot of cash. She accepted this job because she dried up her bank account donating to the sect. Her current TV gig on a reality show isn't enough, and she accepted the gig on a rival TV network after a pilot for the network that broadcasts the reality show fizzled out. To further complicate matters, she has cut off ties with her longtime best friend, a C-list actress married to an A-list actor, whom the TV actress has allegedly been involved with romantically because she's been calling her house too many times to complain about her husband's extramarital affairs. So the B-list actress, Christy Alley, of course, the sect being Scientology, the TV sitcom gig, Big Baby, the current TV gig, Dancing with the Stars, C-list actress, Kelly Preston, and the A-list actor, John Travolta. Imagine getting a call from Kirstie Alley being like, your husband's cheating on you. <laughs> I know that's not what she sounds like, but it felt right. You, you made her like from Staten Island. It felt right in the moment. So we're now in 2014. This former A-plus list mostly movie actor is having trouble making ends meet. You would think that he would have a ton of cash, but he has some very big expenses and hasn't been able to get a big movie paycheck that he used to because of all the attention focused on him in the past couple of years. Most of the money he earns comes from a place very close to him. He speaks, they pay. It's a great way to bring in new people and have them part with their money. So it's basically saying that he is like broke and he gets his money from extorting people through the church and they know, and then they pay him for bringing people in. It's like wild. God, it's no. wild. It's like an MLM. God, I, I bet if he could turn back time, like, oh, you know. We're now in 2015. What couple consisting of an A-list actor and a C-list actress wife were all smiles at a red carpet event last night, but in truth, they haven't seen each other in several months. This allegedly came to a head when the guy ordered a screener copy of that documentary where he's not painted in a good light, which pissed off the wife. Guess those rumors about him distancing from the documentary subject are true. And that's John and Kelly. Um, they were at the 2015 G'day USA Gala. And of course, the documentary was going clear. It is. It does seem like he wants to like leave. Yeah, I've read that the one one of the big times that he tried to leave, like the really big time that he was like, I'm done, was when the church sold photos of him kissing his boyfriend like on a plane. Like it's like this really famous picture of John like getting off the plane, his boyfriend's on it and they're like kissing goodbye. And it's like, as soon as he tried to leave the church and all of a sudden, like that picture was all over tabloids and stuff, you know? So I can't even, and that must've been just like a threat. Like, I can't imagine what it would look like for them to really attack him. And like thinking of John and Kelly and everything with Scientology, again, the medicine, they're like against a lot of medicine. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember their son passed away. Yeah. And people were like, if you had given him that medicine, he wouldn't have passed. Like, I can't. I know. That's That was so insane. I know. That was really sad. So sad. We're now in 2016. Apparently in an effort to stop the constant payouts to his male lovers to buy their silence, this married, closeted, former a mostly movie actor has been given four men that are in an organization who he can use anytime without any fear of them speaking out. Yeah, but how big does that donation to the organization have to be? It's like... <laughs> Do you think that's like a punishment, honestly, to be like a sex slave to someone in Scientology? I bet... I bet it's like they they just say like this is one of your duties and you literally can't say anything. We're now in 2017. This former dual threat A plus list actor from back in the day took his fake hair back to television this past year. He also continues to make crap movies but is probably an A-lister. He will not stop continuing to victim shame and to send a team of lawyers out to quiet his victims. He did it again with the biggest crap story ever. He needs to be called out for all of his sexual assaults and stop giving him a pass just because he has a good lawyer in that organization behind him who wants to protect their cash flow. This permanent A-list, mostly movie actor, is the front man for a new organization that will make films that show this religious cult in a positive light. And that's the Direct TV channel. <laughs> Shout out to that person. I wish that we knew your name. We're now in 2019. This permanent A-list, mostly movie actor, is living his best life. I doubt he will ever come out of the closet, even though the world already knows he prefers men. But he has a boyfriend and he is in love. So good for him. And (laughs) you guys are great for the reveal. I love this. So it says John Travolta takes a fun trip to Flavortown and begins a wonderful friendship with Guy Fieri. When we read this at our live show, (laughs) people went berserk. Like there was a rip-roaring cheer when we said Guy Fieri. That was so funny. I mean, (laughs) I've decided to believe that line. There are photos. Oh. There are pictures. I looked it up. I had to know. I had to know. (laughs) Can I ask you? Who would you rather, John Travolta or Guy Fieri? Oh, God. Uh, Well, the answer is John because when I was, I mean, when I tell you that I used to literally, like, when I was a young person, John Travolta, like, Grease John. Oh, I don't don't want to talk about it, but the answer would be, unfortunately, John. I used to watch Grease on repeat. Oof. Yeah, Grease and like look who's and look who's talking. I used to be obsessed with the scene where he like takes him to date or like his daycare. Yeah. And he like sings in there. Oh <laughs> come down, oh. Troy. Come down, come down. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. 2020. This is a Mr. X blind, which means it's gonna be real good. Which former A-list actor, John Travolta, with an A-plus name recognition, is contemplating on whether to come out as bisexual next year? Even though he has always preferred men, it would be a big deal, although no one will be shocked. But what about the not-so-gay-friendly cult he has been a part of for decades and funneled money into? 
Allegedly, he has been slowly drifting away from the cult since the death of a close family member, his wife, and he has several confrontations with the sex leader, David Miscovich, who was always who he has always disliked. I'm not getting my hopes up for either event to happen soon, but stranger things have happened. Yeah, I don't think that'll ever happen. He'll never leave. He can't. And this is the final blind of the um of the episode. We're in 2021. In the past few weeks, I told you about the one named singer slash actress who paid her way out of Scientology. She got off for a relatively minor amount because she's not been in for very long. This former A-plus list mostly movie actor is having to fork over about 10 times the amount for his exit fee. It's something he's been unable to do until a life event finally allowed him to. So that's Brandy being the one who got off with a minor amount. John Travolta, he was able to sell his main home after the death of his wife, Kelly Preston. And it is said that he paid $5 million to Scientology to finally leave. But it there's no like follow-up saying if he has been able to leave the church yet. Yeah, I don't I don't think that he'll ever really he's so intertwined and they have so much dirt on him and the, then there's like the money aspect of it. And you know, maybe a lot of people don't know like Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist. Mm-hmm. If they don't super follow pop culture or celebrity gossip or whatever, but people know John is. Right. So that'll be harder for him to like distance himself. And like the like the hypocrisy, I mean, Leah talked about this with how like for a while Tom was like allowed to see certain people or talk to people that were deemed, you know, uh suppressive, but like other people weren't. Like the rules are just so whatever. And it, it makes me wonder like how like the hypocrisy of being like you can go work on this movie set with Lindsay Lohan. Is Lindsay Lohan not a suppressive person? I would imagine <laughs> according to the rules of the church, Lindsay wouldn't wouldn't pass, you know? Mm-hmm. I just don't understand. I mean, I guess because it doesn't make sense. Well, also you have to think that these people just have so much money. The church is like, talk to whoever, make this movie, right, right. make this money and give it all to us. Right run on back home <laughs> but do you think john like sits in his i don't know what they sit in i'm gonna maybe not a pew but in mm-hmm. like whatever they're sitting in the chairs and he looks up at tom cruise giving like his insane speech about xenu or whoever mm-hmm. the fuck the alien living inside his brain is <laughs> and is just like that should be me one hundred thousand percent yeah and the fact that Tom and John have never worked together, I feel like is very telling. That's so true. They, I don't even, I can't even picture them like together on a red carpet. No. I think it's very telling that they are not, are, they're not friends. Mm-hmm. Like John wasn't even one of the most important people at Tom's wedding. That's wild. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't even like. They didn't even, like, they made such a big deal about every famous person that came, and they didn't even, John wasn't even mentioned. Yeah, and I guess, like, Kirstie Alley in this specific episode that we just finished, like, it's more about her and John being, like, sexual deviants together. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, like, so, their relationship is so wild. It's so insane, and there's even a part of me that feels bad for John, but then I have to remember that, like, he gropes people, he, like, sexually assaults people, like, there's no, 
I know that's exactly how I feel too. I have to like remind myself that he's a piece of shit because this is so abusive. I don't know. It's wild. I don't think anything will ever, I don't think the church will, I think the church has been brought down as much as it probably ever will. I agree with you. And people kind of look at it as as like, if you want to join the church at this point or like whatever, that's completely up to you. But do you ever have a moment where you're like, should I take that personality test to see if they'd accept me? Every day. <laughs> I've always been tempted to go inside one of those buildings and then at the end just be like, I'm gay. Oh, uh-oh. Guess I'd better leave and be cut off. <laughs> I know. There is a part of me that's like, I want to see. But then I also know, like, one thing I will not fuck with, it's cults. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we just did an episode, so maybe that's not <laughs> But, like, in real life, like, I will not fuck with a cult. Yeah. That's a smart, that's a smart way to live. <laughs> My one rule. <laughs> <laughs> that's a smart rule to have, I suppose. So, I mean, I do think everyone we've talked about is rotted. For sure. David Miscavige, where is Shelly? That man is going to burn and he's going to rot in hell, in the words of Brittany Cartwright. <laughs> he, in like, him and Tom Cruise have the exact same facial expressions. They are literally like the same person. It's sick. And I was shocked. And although this is something we talk about a lot, separating the artist from the art, mm-hmm. I was shocked. So many people were like, oh, Tom Cruise was great in Top Gun. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Right. But there's this, I will end the episode on this note. I don't know if you would be able to find it anymore because it's like so old. But there is this escort that used to do a lot of interviews like for tabloids and stuff. And I think I know who you're talking about. And he used to like do things with Tom. Yeah. And, and Garth Brooks. Like <laughs> that's a whole nother episode. But he he used to do some crazy interviews. And he was asked once, like, what do you and Tom do together? Like, what did you do together? And he said that Tom, because Tom has such, like, hangups about being gay, like, he literally hates gay people and does not consider himself to be in any way sexually fluid, but, like, will fuck men, allegedly. So he said that, like, most of the time, Tom would set up, like, wrestling tournaments with him. Like, he would have to put on a singlet. And Tom would wear a singlet and they would have these like very homoerotic wrestling matches where Tom got to be Tom Cruise, you know, like really strong and like whatever. And it wouldn't like lead to sex, but it was like extremely like erotic. And then he'd be like, all right, see ya. (laughs) Bye, homo. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, gay. You literally. (laughs) All I could think of when you said like a wrestling match is Tom Cruise running in like Stone Cold Steve Austin with like two Bud Lights and like smashing the or Budweiser's. (laughs) Yeah, he would make him wear a wrestling singlet and they would wrestle around in like hotel rooms. Didn't his daughter just come out as gay, Bella? I believe so. Yeah. I wonder how that is. Yeah, probably not good. Probably not. Probably I'm going to say not good. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> well, we hope that you guys enjoyed this Scientology episode of Beyond the Blinds. And it's only three. Like, I'm sure we, we could do another Scientology episode, to be honest. I would love to just pick random Scientologists and just keep doing this. Yeah, randomly. for sure. 
Um, make sure to like, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, all that fun stuff. Merch is on the way. My advice, <laughs> if someone doesn't want to be in your life, believe them and just don't let them come back. Very much that. And also, by, we, there are still tickets left, like Kelly said earlier, to our our DC show. It's going to be very fun. And yeah, you should definitely get tickets and come hang out. Bye. Bye.